0: Once again, you are listening to another edition of the Giamco Talks podcast, another audio conversation coming your way on this wonderful Friday once again. Before we continue on, I just want to take a few moments to talk about our previous guest, Canadian guy, eh, aka Aaron, who we talked many conversations with about video games and and various uh, topics that we went to. Unfortunately, Aaron suffered a very uh, traumatic, sad loss this past week, and... uh, If you do happen to come across him on Twitter, do send him some uh, positive messages, send him some messages of love. As of course, it is uh, very, very tough, very, very difficult. And uh, I just want to say to Aaron personally, it was a great pleasure to talk to you. Uh, Do stay strong, look after each other. Of course, my condolences to you and your wife, as I mentioned uh, on social media. And uh, I really hope that this is a storm you can navigate your way through and get through to the other side. Of course, you never forget, but hopefully you get to a point where you're able to live uh, positively, happily, and also with your family as well. On to the podcast. We're talking to Game Bro Corey, and it's coming up right here, right now. The following is an SWZ Collection production. Jamco Talks. Jamco Talks. Jamco Talks with the Jamco. The Jamco. Game Bro Corey is a podcast host, producer, and also a Super Smash Brothers competitor. He is also quite possibly my long-lost brother from miles and miles and miles away, because uh, I'm pretty sure we were separated. But we're going to be talking about his podcast, Level With Me. We're going to be talking about some of the Nintendo Directs. We're we'll also going to be getting into some various video games, such as Pokemon, Zelda, Mario. And uh, also a very fun and conversation about the greatest electronic band of all time, Daft Punk. We're going to be getting into all things Twitch and all things nerdy. It's another Friday. It's another podcast. It's another conversation time. And, uh, you know, last week we had old Canadian guy, Eh, E-H, talked a lot of good things, talking about video games, talking about faith, talking about a lot of good things. Uh, A great podcast, uh, over an hour and a half, talking about some really good stuff. A real cool kid. Uh, talking about family and things like that. We're going to keep that ball rolling with the old video game conversation as my next guest is Game Bro Corey. And he is, uh, well, he's a fan of just about anything. I couldn't even tell you one particular thing he's a fan of because, uh, well, he gave me a list and it was basically everything ever. Uh, whether you're a Sony fan, whether you're a Microsoft fan, Nintendo, he's all of them. And he's also a milkshake connoisseur, which uh, maybe we might even talk about that too, depending on what it is. But uh, let's welcome in there. Game Bro Corey, what's going on, baby? How you doing?
1: Hey, what's going on, Jamco and uh, everyone listening? I'm doing pretty good. I got my coffee, got my water, ready to kick this podcast off. Talk about some video games, milkshakes, whatever we're doing today. I'm excited. That that is the proper here. That's the proper uh, way, you know. Across
0: the pond, you're ready with your coffee in America, and I'm ready in uh, the UK with my tea. We couldn't have done it any better than that.
1: But yeah, man, I'm happy you reached out hit me up i think you contacted me on twitch probably when i was doing a live stream or something yeah i was
0: just trolling you on twitch like i do with quite a lot of people to be honest with you
1: yeah but um yeah i, I my name is game bro cory i have been kind of in the internet space for the past like two years now um i i kind of was streaming on twitch and uh a few years ago at the job that i currently have uh, a lot of the work that i do is very um Uh, person to person and uh, I ended up listening to a lot of podcasts while I was working and uh, I thought to myself like the the structure and the format of these is is pretty simplistic and I kind of am digging it and uh, you really don't need a lot to like start a podcast so I I just kind of built this thing from the ground up my podcast is called level with me and uh, I initially did the like first year just by myself and I was just grabbing like my friends I would change it up every week And we cover, you know, video game news, like the most happening things and uh, what's going on. And and like you said, I I pretty much go across the whole board. I I don't stick with one kind of thing. I like to see all aspects of video games Mm. in terms of Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo, but also just like the creation, like looking at what these studios are doing, any controversies going on. I love all that. It all like really fascinates me.
0: Well, that's great. As well as
1: obviously... uh playing the games <laughs> of course
0: of, of course that's what we all love to do and uh, you know we're going to be getting into a lot of different things and first thing we have got to get into is and uh, when i did my research on you what are the only person i think i've had that we've had very much similar hobbies similar uh things that we like and <laughs> right off the bat i'm going to blow you in mind i didn't think it was going to come up on it now available on disney plus american
1: dragon you remember american dragon come on now oh man yeah that's funny you bring that up dude i was just scrolling on instagram the other day and i was like i showed it to my girlfriend i'm like megan look american dragon and she's like oh shit and i'm like yeah we gotta get to watching this again i love that show it's
0: it's interesting how this disney plus thing is going because of course with any streaming service you need to make sure you're providing new content all the time as it's going to get particularly old and you know, if you, I mean, I guess we're kind of similar age, so I think we're kind of around that Disney Channel, kind of uh, American Dragon, Recess, Lloyd in Space, kind of stuff that came up yep, around I- that time. And you know, that is where you channel in on because I know they're obviously going to do the Marvel, the Star Wars, and all the Disney films that make them famous. But that is where I think a lot of kids. There's always like that 30 year uh, structure, I think they call it, where whatever you were as a kid comes back when you're an adult because you, it sort of follows you through life. So. That's something that would be coming on, and you know, there's a that's kind of you know one of of you know shows like man or you know, give me give me the rest of them. I mean, you know, Lloyd and Space Man, that was a great show, so that was a, a really fun show that I liked as well. That would be cool. And I think a lot of these actually could do with some uh, some good remakes as well, because especially you know some of the ones we've done aren't really. Like they don't need a necessarily a time frame. It doesn't need to be redone. It can be still with the same issues. And um, I don't know if you knew, knew about this, um, but they were going to remake uh, Lizzie McGuire. On uh, not that I watched Lizzie McGuire, I mean a, a friend told me that about Lizzie McGuire, but whatever. Uh, and they were going to remake it, and I think they'd done one episode, and pretty much there was obviously some some issues between the people who are the producers of Disney and also the producers' editors. And it basically got cancelled because they had this idea, them being uh, the producers, of doing like a, a bit more of an adulty type show, kind of showing the whole single mother thing. Whereas okay, okay. Disney yeah. basically wanted to do the whole, no, we we'll keep it family-friendly. And I know the, the director left and then they were kind of had this idea, okay, we'll stick us on Hulu then. Because I think there was a previous show that had got that. When it was something that was a bit more adult uh, based. And then Disney's cut the cord off it and uh, it's not happening. So that's also a a thing that's going to be difficult, I think, with a lot of providers as well. Because, you know, when you talk about progression, we talk about all these things in society and all those things. There are certain companies where, when it comes to kids' stuff, you know, some stuff that makes sense, some stuff that isn't. Disney will never touch off that line. They will keep it squeaky clean as they possibly can because, well, I guess the brand's so. PG, you can't go out of that. Whereas you can think of issues that, you know, should be progressed or should be shown to to kids, regardless of of, of the debate. So, um, y- you know, there's there's a lot of great shows we can go off that that can go off to Disney Plus. But I think, uh, you know, that's the, that's one that I'm going to be uh, certainly checking out. So before we move on, um, what I would like you to do, Corey, is I want you to sing me the American Dragon theme song.
1: Ah. Uh. Oh boy, let let me get my vocal cords ready. Uh-huh. He's cool. He's young. Oh, I, I don't remember it all the way. He's the in the son. He's, he's the, the chosen American one. Dragon. Corey, I don't really remember. Corey, I'm, I'm a fake man. Oh my god!
0: <laughs> I'll tell you, Corey. Though I'll give you credit. You should want to get people to sing these <laughs> songs. It's, they don't do it. Whereas at
1: least you attempted it. So I'll give you an E for effort, pal. It's in my it's in my head, and it's like. The words are, ju- or the lyrics are just all jumbled. If I listened to it once, I would be like, "Oh, I got it! I could just start going right now." Yeah, yeah. It's just been a minute since I, I actually watched that show. You know, I when, guess I got to catch up now and go back to yeah, Disney Plus. You need to record. <laughs> you
0: need to record the, uh, the, the version of you singing it so I can hear it and right, right. Judge. When you when I think about that show, how did that end? Because you know, in my mind, my phasy memory, he. Uh, he was a dragon, and then the girl he liked was a dragon slayer, and I'm pretty sure they got to a point where they both found out about each other's... Didn't... Jake Long knew that she was a dragon slayer, but she didn't know that he was a dragon, but she found out like towards the end. But my point is, like, how did that whole thing end? Because I, I, I don't remember like what the ending was of the show.
1: Well, I don't know if you remember this, but, like, halfway through that show, they, like, changed the art style. I don't know if it, it just went to, like, a different studio or something like that. Okay. But I feel like it really took, like, a hit with the, the second take of the art style. Like, I really did not care for it compared to the original art style. And I, they even, like it's weird because they like even changed like a lot of the looks of the characters. Like, yeah, I'm looking Jake at it now. the dragon even looks different. And the biggest nerf of all of them is the main villain. I, I forget his name. Cause I haven't watched the show in a while, but if you look at the comparison of the main villain from the first art style to the new art style, it's such a downgrade. And I'm just like, how did they think this looked? Okay. He looks okay. just like some dude who threw on a bunch of like Halloween props compared to like this actual menacing Bad guy with these like red eyes, and he's got like more m- mystery to him. I don't know, that's what I thought at least.
0: Yeah, again, I'm I'm I'm, I'm I've, something in my mind tells me someone lost their memory or something. is that kind of has a contribute towards the end, I don't know. Anyway, we're, we're talking way too much about the American Dragon. Some people are probably like, What the hell are you talking about? What's the American <laughs> Dragon? <laughs> anyway, moving on. So, you being introduced to certain video games, you talk about Super Smash Brothers. Being a a competitor to sort of those kind of uh, those kind of things, I know Super Smash Brothers has become like a flip in, it's huge, it's it's taken off and, and things like that. What do you think about the the Super Smash Brothers that we now have on the Switch and the the sort of the, the characters because they obviously have that, that that DLC kind of thing where it's who's the next character to be in Super Smash Brothers, almost like as, a, as an extra character, and I think obviously people rate it based upon. Who are the new characters that are going to be putting in with the games that are already released? And I can't remember what all of them that are new, but I'm pretty sure one was a Splatoon character and then an Animal Crossing Villager, and they're kind of not really like this uh,
1: this set of new characters. What's your opinion on that?
0: You like them, do you not like them?
1: Uh I, I dig it. I always fall for the hype whenever Nintendo goes out there and they're like, Oh, make sure you watch into this next direct, you know, we're gonna have something to reveal for smash, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I'm always like, oh, I'm all on board. Mm. I, I really don't care who they reveal. I just I just love the whole like environment of all the characters and the, the hype of them coming out. And uh, just like, you know, learning the character, seeing their moves, seeing how to counter them with like my main character and stuff like that. I, I love all the aspects about it. I might just I might not care for the pick of the character. Like most recently they did uh Pyra and Mithra from uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Yeah. Which I played a little bit of that game and it's pretty good. I, I don't hate Xenoblade, but the characters they didn't the new characters they didn't do anything for me. I was like, Oh, it's cool they're there, but I, I'm not a huge fan of those characters. Yeah. Whatever. Well, the previous guest that I mentioned at the beginning of the top of the show was
0: the uh previous um previous Canadian guy. And we kind of had a little bit of an in-depth on uh, the recent Nintendo direct talking about all the uh, the stuff that got announced, of course. People weren't a big fan of it because it was um, Splatoon, Mario Golf, Metopia, which was quite happy with you know, Miitopia, Plants of Zombies, Outer Worlds, those kind of things like that. They were thinking that there would be something to do with uh, possibly a, a different, uh, a, of Breath of the Wild 2 and, and things like that. What did you think of the uh, Nintendo director? Uh, were you a fan of it? Were you not a fan of it? Thumbs in the middle. What did
1: you think? I would say it was definitely more of a middle type of direct. Um, definitely right off the bat, like I I did get to watch the whole event live. And I was obviously like in the honeymoon phase, like, oh, yeah, that was amazing. Oh, I was so hyped for all these games here, there, whatever. But then like looking back on it and like reading what more people were talking about, I kind of was like, yeah, this was a very like middle of the roads. I, I feel like Nintendo was really missing this big like. Pinnacle game, whether it be Breath of the Wild two or even like something about Metroid Prime four, um, Splatoon three, I think looks really cool, uh, but I don't think a lot of people consider that a big like Nintendo proper game like a Zelda or a Metroid mm-hmm. or even whatever's going on with the next Mario game.
0: Well, yeah, that too, and and I think what saved it is the Pokemon announcements where we got oh, yes. the Legends Arceus, the Diamond and Pearl remakes and uh, I felt like I'm missing one. What am I missing? They showed off more Pokemon Snap, the new Pokemon that's the That's the one. It comes very soon. Yeah, 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 that's the one. So that probably saved it in uh, in that, and the, the the Legends game, which has a little bit of an RPG kind of open world thing going on. Of course, Dominant Pearl, which was, uh, I think, Game Boy Advance SP, I think, around right about that time. And of yep, course, Snap yep. from the Nintendo 64, which uh, was a, a real good one. So that kind of saved it as well. What... um. When you saw the, which I'm guessing you did, saw the Pokemon uh, announcement, some of those ones. Of course, this year being the 25th anniversary of of, of Pokemon, or even the 30th actually of, of Pokemon. What's your, um, what's your sort of opinion on the new games, especially with the the? Because the ironic thing about the the Legends game, you know, everybody likes a remake, so they're a big fan. But a lot of people are very critical of it, which is ironic since, you know, damn thing hasn't even come out yet about, well, you know, it's, it's all you're doing is you just throw a Pokeball around and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it needs more to it and it's it less than the imagination. And, and those kind of comments.
1: Um, well, I will say, first of all, for the overall announcements, I, I do agree with you. I think the Pokemon, uh, it wasn't a direct it's whatever their presentation is called. I think those were all really good announcements. Um, I did play Diamond and Pearl when it initially came out on the DS, and I thought that game was pretty good. I'm not too crazy about the remake. I don't really love how the the models look in the overworld. I think the overworld itself looks really beautiful. It kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, Link's Awakening, the remake that yeah, they did yeah, yeah. in 2019. Uh, but I, I don't I don't necessarily think I need to go back to Diamond and Pearl. I'm glad they did remake it, but that's not my thing. What is my thing, though, is I'm very excited about the new Pokemon Snap, and I'm very mm-hmm. excited about Pokemon Legends Arceus. I think that looks really cool. I think that is way more what fans wanted. You know, when Pokemon Sword and Shield came out, a lot of people were disappointed with the open world elements. A lot of people didn't think the game visually looked that great. And I think they're taking all that feedback and producing a much better product and definitely what fans want. And I I do think that there is going to be more to the game than just catching the Pokemon and you know battling them in this pokemon legends game obviously they didn't show it i think it's still like very early i don't even know if they gave a release date is supposed to come out next year i think they just said yeah i think i think that
0: yeah 2022 is that one so there's, there's no sort of definitive date for it
1: but but i do agree with like what you were saying like whereas that direct they didn't really have this big bombastic game i think pokemon legends actually almost kind of is that like this big open world like a lot of money is being mm. put into this game making it very big and i'm very excited for that game
0: there's not much more on it so you know people can't sort of jump the gun because there could be anything in it where it could be kind of i guess well really pokemon go for the switch you know capitalizing on that audience there to, to make that work so that's a possibility but again not much uh not much on it before we switch on to, to, or continue, should I say, our, our conversation on video games, we'll switch back to something that I'm actually glad I found about you, because I've not been able to actually have this conversation with people a lot of uh, time, because people's sort of music taste is a little bit different. But uh, one of the saddest things, I, th- I say sad, like we need more sad news after the bloody years we've had. <laughs> but uh start of this year, uh, we as we record this, this uh, podcast comes out, it's, it's March. But uh, February, we had the, well, terrible, terrible news that... Uh, Daft Punk, they're wrapping it up, they're done, they're finished, no more, and uh, as, as you are as well, I'm a huge, huge uh, Daft Punk fan, it's, uh, it's it's quite sad, and that video, that epilogue was oh, yes. actually quite sad as well, it was kind of like, man, you see like two buddies who have been making music, who've been through probably, you know, so much in terms of years, and, you know, that kind of, this, this, you know, I, I'm a sucker for a good story, you know, in anything Movies, TVs, uh, and, and even music, and you and you see, you see them walking in that desert, and then and you can. It's that clever. God, I love it. That that clever as he's slowing down. He's sl- it's not drastically. It's just slowly over time, and you know the other guy comes, and, and and the perfect video with no talking at all. You know that's that just goes to tell you people. You know it's, you can still make you know that kind of video presentation without talking, and that look of you know. I'm done. You know, it's over. And then he, he obviously walks off into the desert, blows himself up. And, uh, the other man, you know, kind of walks into the, I just thought it was so sad, but so good. And it's like, ah, it tugs at it was, my heartstrings, yeah, but then very it's very like, well done. God yeah. damn it. And it think, brought
1: me to tears.
0: <laughs> and it's like, you know, you, you, these guys from, you know, I was actually born in 93 and that's kind of when they were was were, were sort of, well, they go. So in that same time, so, it's like, man, are you guys done? And in a way, they're very secretive people, so you can't really sort of pick out, you know, what the, the particular reasons are. As much as trying to search online, most people were obviously thinking there was going to be a, another album, um, especially because Tron Two was going to be uh, at some point. Um, so yeah, it's it's you know you could probably say like side projects and things like that. But the only thing I think one was I think Manuel did uh, Stardust, that band. So. You know, I, I, maybe it could just be, a, hey, you know, um, we're done. Especially because it's not a band that's, like, always frequent. So it's not always, like, a big shot because you never know what's going to happen. It's kind of like, well, you know, if you don't know what's going to happen and you give us an album in 20 years' time, it wouldn't matter. But obviously for them, there must be something there that says, I I think this needs to be done, which is sad because they could go away, not do anything for 30 years and release an album and everyone would you know, be shitting themselves at how wonderful it is. But... Uh, what were your thoughts on that?
1: Um, I, I obviously agree with your sentiment. Like, I was very sad to see the news. Again, they're also one of my favorite bands. They're very formative when I was discovering music in my teenage years. Um, I I kind of agree with what you're saying, though. Like, it, it was a little shocking how, like, they've always been, like, kind of quiet, like, in the background. They did, like, a few work. Or they did some work on like other mm. songs and produced stuff. Like obviously there was like the weekend, uh, two songs that they did, which are actually really good. Um, but yeah, it was it was just really unfortunate news. Uh I also was always waiting for that fourth album or fifth album. I just a new album to come mm. out. And I was like, Oh, it's gonna be this year, it's gonna be this year, and it's gonna blow up. So it was it was a big bummer when they announced that they were splitting up, um, but yeah, I mm. I have just been engrossing myself in all things Daft Punk. I'm still just listening to all their discography, going through the old albums. Still really enjoying it. What
0: would you say is your uh, your favorite album of all of them?
1: Oh, it's definitely Discovery. Oh yeah,
0: Me, mine too. Maybe especially the uh, the the quite possibly the the greatest video that they've done for that. The um, Interstellar Five, 5, 5 Oh yeah. It's- which yeah is, i just uh, watched that it's incredible ago it's really incredible video to, to put all the songs together in a, in a story and that and yeah with the sort of it's kind of weird in a way like a german group singing an english song on a japanese like anime uh creation it's it's you know just kind of pushing that boundaries on to onto things like that but yeah i'd absolutely agree that's part of my uh favorite album but um who knows what the future holds i guess but I guess I don't I kind of feel like I don't really want to say that's it because I can't do it I can't do it
1: yeah that that's what a lot of people were telling me like hey they're they split up now but who knows they they could always come back and it's like yeah it's true you never know
0: well you know I hope it is something that is more to do with just choice and not like ill health or anything because you know that's true you don't want anyone to be like man you know that that would be the next terrible news, wouldn't it? That you anyway. I'm not even going to go there because I'm not going to jinx it whatsoever. <laughs> so I'm going to shut my mouth right there. I'm not uh, not digitally. So let's go back to video games. Talk about the old video games. You were telling me about, uh, you know, it's it's interesting. You and I because we're the same age. No wonder you know. There's many many things that uh, have in common. You were saying about Nintendo 64, Game Boy Color, PlayStation. Those kind of games that we had, uh, sort of in the late 90s that were our first sort of during the the seventh. Uh, generation of games as well yeah yeah up to that so really i guess the question is if you remember if you can remember the first game you ever played
1: the first game that i ever played it was well i technically it was like probably a game on the sega genesis i have these memories when i was like Uh, four or five like some of my earliest memories of me and my dad like he was holding me like in his lap And I think he was playing probably like some NFL or not NFL, NHL game on like Sega Genesis. Um, But the game that I would say that really captured my heart, the first game that I ever played was Pokemon Red, hands down. Yeah, me too. Man, are we like, are we related? We're long lost brothers. That's
0: crazy. I'm like, I feel like (laughs) you're my brother. I should uh, get on a plane, kid, and come to my house. We'll have a great time. (laughs) But no, that's absolutely the, uh, the, that, that's similar for me and uh, it, it was always the red and the blue and yellow was kind of in the middle because you could have Pikachu follow you around and then Japan Japan had a green which I was like man we didn't get the grey but Japan always got the cool things with, with stuff like that
1: um, during that time but they, uh, they did kind of bring that back around though when yeah. they remade them you know with fire red mm-hmm. and leaf green
0: but my it's kind of similar with me you know you have the Genesis in America we had the Mega Drive which is basically the same thing in, in the UK and that was oh I, yeah, I'd that's watch, correct. I watch, um, you know, my brother play a lot of Sonic games, uh, a lot of these kind of unique games on, the, on, on those kind. Of, and I still have that today. Managed to restore it. Still have that in my box. Uh, oh, that's games, Which is really really cool. Um, you can tell how old it is because some of the games inside in that cartridge are real rusty in terms of picking up over time, but still works. Still managed to get it work. Real really uh, enjoy it and absolutely sort of go go do that as well. When you you telling me about. You know, going through the different uh, next um, the next generation of consoles, going up through to the Nintendo Wii, the Xbox, the PS three, PS four, kind of going out like that. You were saying about your particular love for Yu Gi Oh, which yeah. is actually something that we actually have a difference on that one, which I've never actually been uh, a, a big thing about. Part you know, I was, I think when back in the UK, I mean, I, I think I used to watch it just because it came on after Pokemon, like the TV show. And I never, I remember it used to be such a drawn-out show with the cards and the, the characters come at it and they battle each other. I remember like, you know, a, a, a battle scene would like be stretched over like five flipping episodes. And be like, oh my god, just beat him already. So it kind of was followed after the, the Pokemon <laughs> thing. And it's, it's, it's interesting because when I was at school, uh, we used to, there would always be like the latest thing in school. So Pokemon cards were the thing and then uh, you know we used to kind of play that and then weirdly enough you know purple cards are now a big thing again and then we used to have these like jewel things we'd like throw them across the table and try and knock the other one off that was like a the next thing on bringing to school and then i remember Beyblades was the next thing and oh yes. that that got banned because that was well actually they, everything got banned because <laughs> everything was either trading or um well because it, it was it was dangerous you could do that yourself
1: uh but i still actually same do way the, for me too when I was in middle school, they banned all that stuff as well.
0: But uh, I do like the uh, the Beyblade anime they have these uh, these days. It's quite a good uh, good thing. So so tell me about Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Tell me about why Yu-Gi-Oh cards, or just the Yu-Gi-Oh in general.
1: I I mean, I kind of agree with what you're saying. It, it just – because it, like, naturally fell right after Pokemon, I, I feel like I ended up just watching a lot of it. And I remember, like, a bunch of my friends were, like, getting into it, and this was, like, right when the game was first coming out, the original, like – Yugi and Kaiba structure deck and the the first uh pack Legend of Blue Eyes. And I was just so interested in these cards that they were playing. I'm like, what's the deal with these? This seems so cool. Mm. What's this all about? So I've been like playing Yu-Gi-Oh! probably since I was like eight or nine years old. But then at one point, I, I kind of like took a break, you know. I probably moved on to other hobbies. But then like in my senior year of high school, actually, it might have even been before that. It might have been like my my uh sophomore year. So I was probably like 14, 15 one of my buddies actually was just like getting back into the game and he's like, Oh, they have all these new like cards and mechanics. It's really fun. You should get back into it. And that Mm kind of like kickstarted this whole like revitalization of the series and the, the card game. And by this point they were like to the third or fourth uh, season of the anime. So it's not just like Yugi and Kaiba and whatever, but they have like all these new characters and they have these different types of cards. They added like uh like synchro monsters and all these new like summoning mechanics and it it started to become really interesting with all the different things you could do with your decks and how you could make them all different and uh, it was a lot of fun and it it was a, a good like you know thing with community like it would be fun for me and my friend to go to our local card shop and we could trade and battle people and eventually I started even competing and I would go to multiple tournaments I would be like how into video games I am now into Yu-Gi-Oh! Where I'd always be watching the news, seeing, like, the new cards that are coming out. Uh, Konami will, like, have ban lists where they'll, like, be like, oh, this card's way too good. No one can use it. Oh. Or this card, you can only have one of each card, one of this card in your deck or something like that. And I- I'm just, I was just enthralled by all that. I love competing and things like that. And I always thought it was really fun. And I've actually made, like, a, a lot of money from selling cards. I, I, of course, I've spent a lot of money on the, the booster packs and stuff like that. But I just love that whole like community and aspect about it. I even made a, like, a lot of YouTube videos of Yu Gi Oh! like showcasing my decks and, of course, like product opening and stuff like that. And I, I do agree with you. Like, it is interesting how it's all kind of come back around. Mm, like, yeah. the, the Pokemon card craze, and even like my buddy, he collects some of the older Yu Gi Oh! cards and they're all worth like a decent amount of money. It's fascinating.
0: One of the things that uh, they used to say in Japan, especially through um, Japanese parents, Pokemon cards were for kids,
1: and Yu-Gi-Oh cards were meant for teenagers.
0: Would you say that's true? Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think in the States, I don't know how this is in Europe, but I, I know Magic is still obviously very big as well. That's more like getting towards like adults, late teenagers yeah. things. And I played Magic. I like Magic too. I, I know Magic has been a thing since like even before Pokemon and Yu Gi Oh. Yeah, but yeah, I I'd, I'd agree with you. Uh, Yu Gi Oh is a little bit more like edgy. Hits that like teenage, like the monsters how they look. I think it just resonates with teenagers.
0: Well, again, Yu Gi Oh is something that you're kind of you know, a big fan of. And it's not really something again. I've, I've been again. Pokemon was more my uh, my thing. But uh, one of the things that I used to remember was not necessarily Yu Gi Oh, but the kind of the dual thing was uh people would be like you know that pokemon stuff you know that their crap digimon is where it's at because they could talk and uh that was actually a blast of the past that i remember good old uh digimon i thought to myself man and i have a look at this now is digimon still a thing or did that that die like years ago i can't even flip it remember because that was like oh no i just looked it up i'm completely wrong digimon's still alive so uh oh yeah proves how much i know so uh, that was uh, something that that was kind of well the uh, the Digimon talk the Pokemon don't and uh, I'm like I'm not know i am i am not going to have an argue with you over flipping like these pocket characters and if they talk or not you nerd so just a just a bit of fun on that side.
1: The, Digimon is like the quiet like strong third like you don't hear a lot about the Digimon yeah. like what's going on with it or the fan base but you, like you said you just take a look at it and be like oh shit look mm-hmm. Digimon's doing some stuff over here look at that.
0: Well, again, I just looked it up now, and uh, it's still a thing, so uh, you, you never know with things like that. We, uh, once again, are going to take a little bit of a break for the uh, video game talk that we have, and uh, we're going to hit back uh, to you, the personal guy, Corey. And you say you're a milkshake connoisseur. Why are you a milkshake connoisseur?
1: Um, yeah, i I just really love ice cream. I'm from Pennsylvania. There's a lot of farms around here, a lot of dairy farms, so uh, there are many creameries, and uh, it, it is the uh, go-to dessert for me. Usually, whenever I go to a creamery and I I want to try out their ice cream, I'm like, all right, give me a milkshake. Let's see, let's see where this ranks. So, what's your
0: what's your actual favorite milkshake of all time?
1: Um, I honestly love to get like a weird flavor that you don't normally see. I always like to try that and see how well they nailed it. Like, for example, I don't know. Right now, one of my local ice cream places, they have like a banana cream pie, pie, excuse me, flavored ice cream. And I actually haven't got to try it yet, but I'd be curious to try that. But I'm a chocolate peanut butter guy, so that's usually what I'll go for. Well, as I am a man that does much research on basically anything that there is,
0: I, I can't believe I did this, but I did. I thought to myself, what are... Real, actual strangest milkshake flavors, and let me tell you, let me tell you something, Corey. I found some weird shit. Like the? Oh boy, I, I'm ready. Let's so, get into we, it. So we're gonna see if you've had them or not in your crazy American ways. Uh, <laughs> some of them are just fucking weird. So uh, again, I don't know if I'm saying this right. Foie Gras, which is uh, Flip Burger of Georgia, has some inventive and delicious shake flavors on their menu. And uh, nothing compares to the weirdness of their foie gras milkshake. It's made with liquid nitrogen, so uh, it. it I, I'm trying to actually figure out what it actually is, but I'm, I'm I'm pretty certain that it's kind of like a. Again, this is like a, a thing that I don't really really get, but I'm pretty sure it's just something that's full of uh, nuts and. Uh, liquid nitrogen basically so uh you ever heard had heard that
1: or had that i've never had that um i actually always wanted to try liquid nitrogen ice cream so I, I think all they really do with that is they just use liquid nitrogen to basically freeze the ice cream itself i've right. seen it been made but i've never actually had it myself so I, i've always been curious about that that's a interesting flavor though <laughs> yeah yeah I see
0: buffalo chicken which is literally what it says on the tin. So uh, I'm pretty sure it was a a 30 Rock reference. And yep, it is in reality. There's even a video out there of a buffalo chicken. And um, I'll send you a video uh, later on, Corey, but it it is literally blended. And they seem to stick celery with it. I'm like, this is just the nuttiest thing in the world. So
1: yeah, uh, (laughs) yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know if I could get down with that. I don't know if I want a milkshake to be, like, savory. <laughs>
0: we now have the, let me just make sure I say this right, the McNuggetini. And that is your, is your McDonald's chocolate milkshake too boring for your taste? And uh, <laughs> try adding vodka and serving the cocktail up in a barbecue sauce rimmed martini glass garnished with a McNugget.
1: Man, that sounds fancy. It sounds awful. Um, you drink that with your pinky ra- raised high. <laughs> you do, and in fact,
0: the, the, the ingredients are two uh, two McNuggets, one tub of McDonald's brand barbecue sauce, one uh, scoop of McDonald's brand chocolate milkshake, and one <laughs> bottle of vanilla vodka. I mean, if they're serving that in McDonald's where you are, that's just weird.
1: I've, I've never had this. I would be tempted to actually try this one because you know what? I love me a good Wendy's, that uh, frosty. That's the greatest secret comp- condiment. You know, dip your fries in there, dip your nuggets in there. Well, just My imagine. I've dipped this. a baconator in a frosty before, and I was like, okay, I see it. Sure. But
0: people, people who are trying to, obviously, this is an audio podcast, so just try and get this in your head. Imagine, obviously, a martini. It looks kind of white, got a little bit pinkish to it because I stuck the barbecue stuff with it, and literally a chicken nugget on the side. Like a flipping cocktail stick or olives. I've got pictures, damn it, and I can prove it. Just stuck on the side, and uh, apparently the way to eat it is to make sure that you eat the uh, McNugget afterwards. Um, but in a way, they stuck vodka in there, so any alcoholics out there probably would love it, uh, just having that in general. So that is the uh, the truth. Now, are you a uh, are you a fan of vegetables, Corey? Oh, yeah. Yeah, vegetables are great. Well, I have for you the chocolate avocado. Uh, and the description here is to Westerners. Avocado milkshake sounds plain bizarre, but it's quite a popular drink in Asia. Uh, so we've got the cool, rich, creamy flavor of avocado. And it uh, has a little bit of, of, of chocolate into it. So basically, pretty much what, what it is, chocolate in there, avocado... You know, I don't know. I think um, it, it's something that started in Singapore. So any of you kids went to uh, in there. So it's got a little bit of uh, soy milk. Got a little bit of, uh, of course, the chocolate, the avocado as well. Got a little bit. But
1: apparently it tastes very salty. Oh. Mm, so a salty milkshake. I was just about to say that this actually might be the most like common one. Because I've actually heard many people who use avocado as, like, a natural fat for, like, desserts. I actually was just in the store the other day, and I saw avocado ice cream. Like, they put it somehow in the base of the ice cream. And I heard it enhances, like, the richness with the natural fats in avocado. Yeah. So, yeah. but besides the salty, the salty part is the part that makes me go, I don't know if I want to drink that. But you, you had me going for a while where I was like, yeah, I'd probably try this. I bet it's real good.
0: Yeah, well it's it's certainly on there. Um now we have caramel popcorn.
1: Oh so, I'm a big popcorn guy, oh, so I'm so excited.
0: Popcorn filled milkshake. Uh, it look it looks weird,
1: um,
0: because the actual sort of the texture in, in the look of it, it's got a little bit of like an orangey thing going on. So it kind of looks like some weird stuff. But it uh sweet and salty, uh smooth and soft. I feel like I'm trying to sell you these uh milkshakes core cool, you know it'd be, a, it'd be a great milkshake seller to you
1: especially for weird recipes yeah so, you don't uh, have to say a lot to sell me a milkshake but uh, actually, is there ice cream in it yes
0: <laughs> ideally it's uh, one of the healthiest options on uh, on the list and i think that's due to the uh well actually i'm gonna be honest i don't actually know why they say it's the most healthiest because caramel popcorn yeah i know about that but anyway here's a weird one for you that uh it's got three, we've got three things in it, so sweet potato, candied okay. cashew, and bourbon. So these three flavors work as a Thanksgiving side dish. Uh, it's a, a popular treat at Chef Thomas Dunklin's B and O American Brasserie in Baltimore. You can thank me for the uh, for, for the hint there, Baltimore. Um, oh. The recipe is. Um, it's got like a weird yellowy texture to it, so it kind of looks like um, looks like a gloopy egg white thing. Cream, milk, one sweet potato, 12 egg yolks, one cup of sugar, uh, a quarter cup of bourbon and vanilla bean. Then you whack one whole cashew in it and uh, some heavy cream. So imagine that in your, in your head, some, some bourbon whiskey, cashew nuts and sweet potato. What do you think about that? You, know, let you go for that? Maybe go for
1: that. Yeah, I I would. Yeah, that sounds pretty good actually. I like me a good uh, sweet potato casserole, so yeah, this would probably be up my alley too.
0: I feel like I sh- I've not really connected on something that kind of makes you go ugh. So I feel like I need to to, <laughs> to, to raise up a little bit. Maybe maybe this one will. Maple Bacon. Slater's fifty fifty uh, <laughs> is a small burger chain in Southern California. Uh, they've got a 50-50 burger made from half ground beef and half bacon. So now you can have a milkshake with maple syrup, bacon, smashed together to make a milkshake. So basically we have nice little, uh, you know, bacon brownie infused with the. Uh, if, but the thing is, isn't that a bit of a bacon overload? Like I've
1: I've eat, I've had a
0: burger, it's got bacon in it. I've got my fries, and then I've got a milkshake with bacon in it. I don't, I don't know about that.
1: Some people really love bacon, but <laughs> it it is a mixed bag with me. I've had like chocolate covered bacon. I've had plenty of desserts that are maple bacon flavored. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it's too much bacon, or maybe the bacon's like oversweetened. It it can go 50-50. 50. So, I don't know. Maybe it's good. It, it's de- it, it also depends on the quality of the bacon. You know, you don't want it to be too crispy. It's got to be cooked right. There's a lot of elements that could go wrong there. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I know you Americans love you, bacon. I, mean, I like some bacon, you know. Um, it's, uh, it's an interesting thing, but I can't say I'd have it in my, uh, in my milkshakes. Captain Crunch. When you spend the weekend in Vegas, it's all too common to miss breakfast and come stumbling into a restaurant just in time for lunch. Uh, if you have a cereal fix you might want to consider Kerry's Gourmet Burgers inside Harris where you can get a Captain Crunch milkshake um, I've got the, uh, the, the the image here which again, I will send you so it's basically crunched up Captain Crunch cereal with cream on top while they put Captain Crunch cereal literally put um, on this I even have a review for you this time that's going to oh, tell wow. you whether you have it. They said, was in here yesterday. We have been living in Las Vegas for eight months. However, when we came across this, it was a very strange. Milkshake. We were greeted by an awesome person behind the counter. He was super friendly. We ordered a margarita pizza. And now we're trying Milkshake with Captain Crunch. Yum. Very nice. We got a yum. Very nice now one that i'm going to be honest with you
1: sounds weird uh what is your opinion on strawberry waffles uh yeah i i I feel like i just like a plain waffle like i just want maple syrup and butter on it so you got a waffle with strawberry
0: filled with uh strawberry goodness that could be a good way to wake up in the morning One that would basically probably make you shit your pants, which I'm hoping I finally got one for you, Corey, where you're going to go, what the (laughs) effing hell is this? Last one on the list, last one. Guinness, chocolate, and espresso. Oh. Oh, dude, I
1: think I would love this. this I love, like, coffee and stuff like that. (laughs) This is Finky.
0: You can get hyper and drunk at the same time, however that works out, but...
1: uh, (laughs) yeah,
0: If you like your beer, dark, if you like your chocolate, dark, and your coffee, dark, then hey going to whack it all together. Uh, shake and Jesse from Rudy's Can't Fail Cafe in the San Francisco Bay Area combines Guinness stout, chocolate ice cream, and espresso into one smooth and frothy shake. That could have a weird taste to it. I think. I think the chocolate would complement it with the Guinness because Guinness is kind of a really unique taste. Um, I think that'd be the one on the list. I think I'd uh, I'd go for. But coffee, alcohol, and chocolate. I mean, that's pretty much. Uh, a woman's dream, that isn't it? Happening to, to all those. Anyway, I feel like we've been talking a crazy amount of milkshake flavors. I didn't think I could go that far on, on the topic of milkshake flavors, but hey, this is first for everything. So let's get back to our conversation on uh, on video games. I'd like to take a little bit of a pause for the course, or we talk all that. Let's talk about Twitch. So Twitch is something you are got obviously starting to make your noise on over on Twitch, uh, live streaming video games, We're talking about many different things on uh, on there. I see a lot of people on there that stream video games in very much live streaming or maybe just anything where you have um, kind of a little bit of an interaction with audience and things like that. What do you think appeals to people to, to live stream their their video games on Twitch? Because of course there's a lot of people out there that made made success out of it. Many people that have made a little bit of a career, get some monetization out of it for people that basically play their games and, and interact with their audience what appeals you to you know twitch in general
1: i i definitely think it's like a sense of you know trying to build a community um that that's one of the big things i like to do and also share the game itself and share with like-minded people that hey this game is awesome you know like let's enjoy this game together um it, it also depends on you know what kind of game you're playing let's say for example you're playing a multiplayer game like Super Smash Brothers, like you can actually even invite some of the people who are watching to come play with you, and I, I think that stuff is really awesome.
0: Mm. Well, I guess the good thing about it is uh, is again that interaction with with audiences. So you can sort of sometimes you know discover new games or, or get a sort of uh, a sort of unique sort of unique uh, look on on you know basically different uh, different video games and. Also kind of genres that, that stick to people and, and sort of make you sort of change your perception on, on different sort of genres as well on, on things like that. Are you gonna be doing some more streaming on there? You're gonna kinda of, gonna be building a little bit of a brand on the old Twitch streams?
1: Oh yeah, I would absolutely love to be getting back into Twitch. My my biggest problem is I need to find a consistent schedule for me to do it. But yeah, I, I love streaming on Twitch. I think it's honestly a very simple thing to do. The the biggest thing is kind of quote unquote, being on, you know, making sure that interaction is, you know, good and there and you can provide some sort of good feedback while also playing the game and playing the game uh, effectively, excuse me. Um, But yeah, I'm very much forward to looking to stream some more on Twitch and play some new games, old games, whatever. I got like a 110 games. I think I was telling you before.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, again, it will. Uh, we'll obviously look to see how uh, how that goes on on the old twitcheroo and and see sort of things like that. You've given me a list of games that you've kind of into and you know made different. So I'm not going to go through every single one because Goddamn, we'd be here for like three four hours talking about everything. And uh, I think we bore the listeners to death on, on things like that. With the different uh, you know companies out there, we've got Sony, we've got the Microsoft, we've got the Nintendo, we've got different things on on that side of the, of the fence they all have their own uniqueness and they have their own uh, sort of pros and cons on different things. You know, Nintendo, I, I feel like, does quite well in you know doing that family-friendly sort of game, but also being quite fun to, to play with. Uh, Microsoft trying to kind of push that, that whole uniqueness of the Xbox, and then, of course, Sony, which is obviously a, a big juggernaut in, in things like that. Why do you think there are people out there that are more loyal to some companies than others as a, as a gamer?
1: Um honestly it might have just been like the environment that they grew up in or maybe they are just really 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 passionate about that company in particular like I don't know maybe there was just a moment in their life where the game maybe helped them through something or just really like stuck with them like oh i i love this moment in Halo 3 when this thing happened like i don't know it just resonated with me or yeah i I would have to assume it's something like that, or maybe they just enjoy like the whole environment and like design of the systems, because obviously each of the different consoles have their own like unique user interface and different like systems going on in there. Hmm. Um the, the way that I look at it is the reason I'm so like multiverse in all these different uh the gaming platforms like Nintendo, Microsoft, Sony is I I just love all aspects of video games. I obviously look at all video games as artwork, and I like to always give the developers their merit in whatever they did with their Mm. work. So I always like to find value in any game, even if people will always be like, oh, this game's crap. Like, why would you ever play that game? I'd still like to look at it and be like, well, you got to realize that there were people who tried to make this the best they could, or maybe even sometimes you can look at it the other way around and be like, okay, let's actually really break this game down and talk about how all these mistakes that happened and how this could have been done better. I feel like you've seen a little bit of that with uh, Cyberpunk 2077.
0: Yeah. Well, let's get into those kind of uh, those games because one of the things we alluded to earlier was when we were talking about the Pokemon Arceus game, we were talking about, by the way, if it's called Arceus, and I've been saying it wrong this whole time, I'm going to look at right more on, but I've said it worse. We talk about these kind of games and people come out with their suggestions, they come out with their criticisms. Man, this game is crap. Before it's even come out. And one of the conversations I had with the Canadian guy that we had the last show we're talking about do you believe that gamers are more critical now due to maybe just you know expectation being higher, graphics, all those kind of things, or maybe being a fan for a for a while. So what's your take on that? Do you think gamers are more critical than they were, say, maybe 10-15 years ago?
1: Oh, I, I definitely think gamers are more critical. Um, I, I I think it's just necessarily looking at how the whole like video games environment is there are so many good games out there that how can't you just compare them to other games i mean look at something like fortnite i don't play fortnite but that game is getting so much good support and the game itself like looks really well and runs really well like and it's free to play like it's hard to not compare that to you know cyberpunk 2077 that's been in development for so long has also had a lot of money like pumped into it it, it really makes you question like how is this like how did this fail like how did this happen you know hmm.
0: I guess to a degree you know you, you you get to a point that expectation of course you know goes round in difficult and one of the discussions we had with the with the previous guest was you know how difficult it must be as a gaming creator because you're kind of oh, stuck yes. in the, you're stuck in the middle of the fans want to give you you want to get the fans what they want because you probably are a fan before you became a creator so you you want um, you want this kind of fans to be happy, but then you also want to make sure that um you know, you kind of kind of give them what they want and also please them. But then also there are certain things you've got to do in terms of the the, the head brass. You kind of want you to do it a particular way and a different way. And you kind of, obviously, you're going to do what you're told rather than, you know, go against it and make your life misery for giving what the fans want. A lot of the times you can give them what they want. And then if the game tanks, then you get crap from the, ga- the gamers, for, for saying that the game's crap. And then you get crap from the, the, the the head brass for telling you what you should have done and you did it and it didn't go well so you kind of like you, you kind of you can't do what you want you do what you should do but then sometimes when you do what you should do it gets ruined and you just can't win so you're always going to be in like a catch-22 situation all the time because yeah, it's, you it's can it's never get difficult. that so you know that's always something that, that is always going to be something that to go there um with with that being said, in terms of the Croatia, let's we're going to head on to uh, the podcast that you do. That's kind of one of the reasons we're uh, we're talking here today. I've just realized, man, we've been talking for fifty minutes. We've been uh, I didn't where did that time go, Corey? Where did that time go? An
1: hour. It is nice and smooth.
0: Yeah, I feel like we are like secretly you know related here, and I think that's why we've been getting on. So if you ever uh, you want to you know a best friend, you know come 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 see me because I'll be your best friend. I'll be best friend for as long <laughs> as you want me to be uh let's talk about the level with me podcast talk about the level with me podcast tell me the kind of things you talk about on uh, on the podcast
1: well with me podcast uh we talk about all the newest and latest video game news we also cover you know like new movies and series coming to Netflix and all the streaming platforms mostly like you know nerdy and geek related like comic book stuff or sci-fi anything that i guess kind of just interests me and i i want to talk about we also like anime and things of that nature uh my co-host uh his name is mike and his uh youtube or internet persona is the collector's fault he's way more still into like pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh! collecting so we we will occasionally talk about that every once in a while but yeah it's just it's mostly trying to get to the what's going ons of the the new video game stuff coming out there i i think that's quite interesting and i always like to put my opinion out there and you know t- discuss my with mike about that kind of stuff i i think that's really interesting so one of the things that
0: uh I, I think is is something that that goes through with the podcast of course we're talking about podcasts right now is of course m- creating things that, that obviously resonate with your fans but then also you know not going to uh too crazy with, with with what it is you obviously talking to your, your co-host mike and and going on about things with video games movies you said to me that you most importantly talk about meatball pizza (laughs) now this is where you and i are gonna have a fight because uh meatball pizza should not exist and let me tell you why it shouldn't exist (laughs) there ain't nothing wrong with a deep pan with you know many different uh many different you know meats on there vegetables cool things like that but i feel like with a pizza a meatball pizza we've just stuck the meatballs on the pizza we haven't you know we haven't merged it in we haven't you know wind and dined the meatballs to meet the pizza like a, a wonderful romance and i feel like the, the meatballs are just thrown in there you know you grab someone and say hey throw these meatballs uh in here so uh you should be ashamed of yourself for liking meatball pizza just saying
1: um as much as i'd like to agree with you i'm just saying that with the level with me podcast are instead of the phrase drink the kool-aid so to say we go with the eat the meatball pizza you know eat the so pizza not we're not saying necessarily that it's our favorite topping on pizza but that's if you come to the love with me podcast that's what that's what you get you get meatball pizza you know you got to eat that that's just part of the it's like our little cult thing you know there's also a backstory about it it's like an inside joke personally your, i wouldn't get meatball pizzas as my favorite topping but
0: what's your uh what's your favorite pizza what's your
1: favorite pizza topping I feel like most of the time I'll just go plain. I just enjoy the cheese and oh, the sauce. don't be that guy. I'm gonna <laughs> go with the plain. Uh, if I'd have to pick, though, I don't know. I, I like pepperoni. Maybe olives. Olives are pretty good. Okay. Is, is that, that's as best you're gonna give me.
0: Olive pizza. Man, you need sir, to... to advance your I, palais my boy
1: i like hawaiian i like buffalo chicken pizza you know what you're the kind of guy I, where you go to a spot. No, i'm i'm varied. i like too many things i was telling you about how my, i like too many types of video games i play first person shooters i play fighting games i play rpgs i'm the same way with food i like all types of food
0: i bet you're the kind of guy you go to a nice spicy restaurant you know and there's there's many different things on there and then i bet you're the guy that goes oh yeah i'll just have something plain, please and you think oh get out of here
1: I get the hottest one.
0: And it
1: hurts. <laughs> and I'm like, this is delicious as my face is just protrusing liquids.
0: With the, uh, the, the stuff that you've been doing on the, on the Level with Me podcast and anything else like that. Um, I know you've been going about two years is that were right? about two, two years with a podcast doing us and things like that.
1: Yeah. We're about to reach that in May.
0: One of the, uh, things we've kind of uh, not really talked about is you have competed in local tournaments and conventions even the evo 2015 and we haven't really you know talked much about sort of the competitiveness of, of those kind of things um because we sort of touched upon the super smash brothers stuff right at the beginning of the uh, show how how do these co- these sort of uh competitive sports work how do they work in terms of local tournaments how do you get into it and kind of How do you, well, how do you get in it, basically, is the question.
1: Well, for Super Smash Brothers, uh, first of all, you could always go to, like, places that you would just assume that might have these. Maybe, like, a local card shop, local video game tournaments. Um, But the best way to actually, like, go out and look for where these tournaments are being held is you could use a website called smash.gg. And you can, like, just put in your uh, area code or your location, and it will show you areas or uh, tournaments in the area you're looking for. Mm. Obviously right now with the pandemic going on, a lot of these local tournaments aren't going on. They're doing online tournaments, which I I, I do want to try online tournaments. I haven't done any of them yet because uh, mm. the online for Super Smash Brothers is obviously honestly not that great. It could be better. But I it's still a good place to go there and build a community. You could also go to like, there are different Discord groups for like your local area. Like, I'm in a Discord group for, like, my specific area where I live about Smash. And they'll talk about different tournaments that are going on there. And it's, like, another, like, good community thing. And, again, you can kind of, like, talk about the what's going on. Because uh, there are a lot of, like, specific rules that people put in place when you actually compete in a game like Smash. It's not as simple as just playing, like, Street Fighter where it's like, okay, you really don't have to change a lot of the rules. It's like, well, for Smash i have all the items off there's only like 10 stages that you can play on as opposed to the 100 or whatever that are in the newest game Mm -hmm. it's a little complicated but once you figure it out like it's my preferred way of playing the game is there is there money involved in it is it something you can kind of get some sort of
0: reward for or is it just strictly gaming
1: oh yeah there are definitely cash prizes and just like other like physical prizes, like I've been to tournaments that have been like, oh, the winner gets a, a switch light, or they get like a you know a TV or monitor or something like that. And uh, specifically about the tournament I mentioned, Evo, that is or was the biggest fighting game tournament. They did all sorts of, they do everything. They do Smash Brothers, they do Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, uh, Guilty Gear. You know, they pretty much run run the gambit. Okay. Unfortunately, though, there was a little controversy around Evo, so I don't know if it's going to keep happening anymore, but. At the time, that was the the biggest thing for that, and even Mm. like a bunch of esports teams, they do like have a few uh, sponsored players. I'd say Super Smash Brothers. It's a little bit smaller than a game like Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat. Those are a little bit better with their competitive scenes. I think Nintendo really holds back Smash because they're kind of they're weird with that kind of stuff. Unfortunately,
0: let's talk about some Switch games. So we've spoken about Pokemon. We've we've sort of dabbled in a little bit of different things. One of the things I want to talk about is Mario. Now, Mario, of course, uh, celebrated its thirty fifth anniversary this year. And, of course, they're kind of... I mean, they're not really doing anything crazy that, say, Pokemon is doing. But, you know, with the Switch games, they have obviously going to do their Mario Golf. They've done the Super Mario Odyssey that goes. One of the games that I was actually quite disappointed with is, I don't know if you played it, is Mario Party. Mario Party has been one of the things that I love in the Mario series because I just love the minigame aspect of it for... And, you know, I'm going way back to... The, uh, the the Wii ones, especially the GameCube ones, the, the Mario Party 4. I think oh one yes, of
1: the GameCube ones, so the good. The GameCube
0: ones are so good. I, I still play that today. The, the, the Mario Party 4, I think, is the one that I will take with me for, for a long time. Managed to get the Mario Party 3, which is the rated of the best one, which is the Nintendo 64, as well as 1 and 2. Um, and I, I feel like with the, I can't remember if it's Mario Party 10 or 11, that came out for the Switch, that we had an opportunity here to basically have the boards that we have and put in you know boards from the past because i think it was 10 and of course being a switch there could be some sort of uh, reward element where you unlock new boards through doing certain things and i kind of feel like the thing got released you know, like three boards and then that's it and i was like what a freaking letdown especially since you have the the idea of the internet with the switch and all the things you can do on that they literally just had released it and they never touched it at all ever again and I found Amen, that really, biz- but I don't understand what happened. I know people are more obsessed with like the Mario carts, and I get that and that kind of thing. But you know, same thing with them. They put in the old uh, roads from the previous games to put it in there to um, to go back to the past. But it it was it was it's a weird release because it it just lacked. Obviously, it has its own mini story, and and I I remember I don't know why I've got this in my head, but I remember you talk to a character. And they, they almost like throw a hint in there that more boards are coming. But again, that was released, what, maybe a year, two years ago now? And nothing still... I think it was 2018. So well, I guess get your opinion on that. It's just, I don't, I don't really know what to, to say about it because it just seems as if someone released it and then forgot about it.
1: So first off, I do want to say that I think it was Super Mario Party is the one on the Switch. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They had a great opportunity here to, like, revitalize the franchise and almost reboot it. I don't know if you remember, but the previous two Mario Party games, 10 and 9, they had this weird mechanic where they put all the characters inside this, like, car, and the car would just drive around, like, a very linear board. Oh, yeah. Everyone everyone hated that. That was a horrible fucking idea. Mm, I don't know why they thought that was a
0: Because I I remember you'd it, it, usually some of course, Mario Party isn't really strategic because you know sometimes it can just all go in in one turn. But I always remember it was like, well, really, you could just like get all the mini stars right at the end of the board, and you've won. And then you just get fucked with the damn
1: people stealing. And it was like, yeah, I I I see your exactly. Point and um. again like what i was saying i think nintendo did realize that oh players don't like this so with the version on the switch super mario party they kind of wanted to make it more like a traditional mario game but yeah they really i i don't know why they dropped the ball on this because Mm -hmm. i 100 percent agree with you if you look at the support for games like breath of the wild even had this big like dlc pack and smash has two big dlc packs like why didn't they support Super Mario Party because, yeah, there mm. are only like four boards in the whole game. And I thought it was yeah. really cool. They had a lot of cool ideas in there. Like all the characters had their own dice that had like That's different right. numbers yeah. on there. Yeah, Absolutely. It, it had a lot of good ideas. It's just like, oh, they were so close. I I, I think Nintendo has the secret thing where they actually don't want Mario Party to be what Mario Party is. Everyone knows Mario Party is the completely random bullshit mini, mini game game where you get mad at all your friends i think nintendo doesn't really want it to be like that they want to make this thing where it's like oh everyone has a good time we all we all did a good job we had fun but it's like no you have to make it more like random and unfair that's what makes it fun
0: i guess it's just uh a, a disappointment in in the sense of look i'm not gonna be that guy who goes, oh my god you're the game man but i just think you know with with the the internet-based console we have today there's so many opportunities to to be doing deal and you know if you're a company that's like well i don't really give a damn about you know what the fans want i don't i just care about money there's still money in it there's still money in saying get the dlc pack you get six boards or or just some sort of online stuff where you know you can criticize other games for giving you something that wasn't what you wanted but with this it just went dead silent and there wasn't even anything anyway it was just like nothing
1: it honestly wouldn't shock me if like this year or next year they do release a sequel to that yeah one. that's what it i was gonna say yeah. because it it did come out in 2018 like it's it's been a minute and yeah everyone was expecting like oh they're gonna yeah do like uh like add incremental uh dlc to this each month and it'd be fine like oh they could add a new board this month a new character this month you know pump it out like animal crossing you know but that would really it's piss people odd. off it's
0: really crazy because it would be
1: oh yeah we're just gonna give you another game it's like
0: well i don't a minute, why give me another game and then it's kind of like eh. and then we're back to that kind of old uh, you know old sports games where it's uh we're not going to give you a dlc what's going to get you by another game and that's another you know 30 40 pounds whatever down the drain so it's a little bit of a, a, a disappointment
1: I think that's almost something that you could just look at Nintendo and realize that Nintendo, that's just kind of how they are. Like, they don't really, they're not looking around at what their peers are doing. They're kind of just doing their own things in their own ways. Mm. They could have made Super Mario Party have this more, like, fleshed out life cycle with way more content coming back to it. Even their Mm. DLCs that they put in games are kind of odd compared to other, like, DLC packs. Man, so, Nintendo's a weird, the switch is a weird console to begin with like we oh yeah we could have a whole conversation about <laughs> how the the voice chat works on the switch it's it's bonkers
0: that i feel like the switch was and, and you could see a lot of switch based things from the past of nintendo you could take the the video stuff from the wii you can take the video stuff from the 3ds if you ever looked at that video i talked to the canadian guy about this about when they did the 25th anniversary of Pokemon um, history uh, video about going way back in the past. And, you know, when Pokemon first came out, it was the, the games and the cards and the animes and all these things that, that the Western audience never got. And one of the things was like this VR camera that you could plug into your old mobile phone and then you could see a bit of the switch in, in everything. And obviously, the Wii U, I guess, tried to be like that. But that kind of, I kind of feel sorry for the Wii U because it kind of just like, Stands alone between, you know, the, the the hype of the Wii, and then we use like, well, this is kind of the stepping stone to, to to the Switch that we wanted, and then of course the Switch comes out and it and it booms on things like that. Um, is is it safe to say that you are so much of a gamer that you have every console
1: ever? um I unfortunately don't have every console. As oh. as much as I follow all the the gaming consoles, I I haven't touched a. Uh, proper xbox console in a, a minute here um i i skipped out on the xbox one i have a i have two ps4s a switch and you know my pc that's where i primarily game on those consoles not that i have anything against uh microsoft that's just i almost don't really have a need to own a xbox if i'd want to play any of the exclusive games i could just run them on my pc mm-hmm. you know
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: well we uh
0: going to continue this conversation about uh, about these kind of things, but we, of course, we gotta touch, we've got to we've touch Pokemon, we've touched Mario, we've got to uh, touch Zelda, of course the big old Zelda, Skyward Sword's going to be coming out on the Switch very, very soon as part of the new Nintendo Direct. I ask everybody this question, not because I'm generally curious, but I want you to tell me uh, that the, the answer I'm looking for isn't, isn't the answer I'm looking for. So, if I were to say to you, what's your favourite Zelda game, what would your answer be? honestly i'm gonna say breath of the wild ah see now this is this is where i was going with this so every time i ask someone everyone bloody says ocarina of time i'm sick of that being the damn game that everybody <laughs> says i'm like it's, it's a good game but god they make it out to be the greatest goddamn game in history and i'm like no 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 They're so much better the wind waker the the twilight princess you know one of my favorites oh. a link to the past Both
1: uh, great oh yeah i, I goddamn
0: Winter. hate that in Majora's Mask game, I goddamn hate that game, it really pisses me, it really makes me mad, Corey, you know, having to chase after a stupid bloody mask with some 24 hour limit on some stupid see I'm getting hot now, I'm getting I I just stop myself. <laughs> it's such a stupid anyway, let's move on um, what, why is Breath of the Wild your, uh, your sort of number one uh, pick for, for the Zelda game?
1: I just really enjoyed how they did the open world style in breath of the wild. It actually did feel very unique compared to many other open world games I played. I I enjoyed the concept of you kind of can discover everything on your own. You know, the map isn't filled with, Oh, Hey, there's like 16 different side quests you can do in this region. And there's Mm -hmm. another 16 you can do over here. I, I kind of enjoyed that. It's more or less like, Oh, Hey, there's like this weird building over here. Like go, you can go in there and do a little puzzle and come out of there and, it, it it all just felt, like, very natural, and, like, something about that was really, really well done. And I also just loved how they involved the co- evolved the combat and the, the style of the game. I'm a big fan of the uh, Dark Souls series, and I even see, like, a little bit of the roots of that in the nature of the game with the different types of weapons mm-hmm. and the fact that they added, like, parrying and the, the uh, dodging for the flurry attacks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. it's just it was just a really well made game and even with the uh the use of the runes i thought like all the mechanics there were really interesting and it's actually really cool to see what a lot of the people were able to do with like making their like uh like rafts like hover across the map like at super speeds with all the different items i, I mm-hmm. thought it was really well done i, I just really enjoyed it i also love the uh art style and breath of the wild that kind of like yeah it was cell shaded Absolutely. almost reminds me a little bit of wind waker kind of it's beautiful
0: It was the first game in a long time that actually ends up being a, uh, a a game that is an actual new game you know because usually it was a remake or anything else like that and if you look at the timeline of zelda it's so backwards in terms of how you know things are and you know is at the beginning of the timeline and then like win wake it, like it's, it's so weird how it's done but, but kind of clever in, in that sense so it's nice to have a game that's actually brand new for for those kind of uh games so as we stand here now in uh 2021 what are the upcoming video games you're kind of making a uh, a lookout for anything you're looking to uh to check out in terms of well just games you're looking forward to be getting when they come out
1: uh well right off the bat i'd love to say or i'd like to say that i'd love to get a ps5 sometime in 2021 i still don't own one but one day Mm -hmm. um but besides that uh, for the Switch, you know, we have a lot of bangers coming out this year. Uh, this month, we have Monster Hunter Rise, which I'm very much looking forward to. Uh, no More Heroes 3 coming out in August. Uh, same with the uh, the Skyward Sword remaster, whatever you want to call that. I'm looking forward to that. New Pokemon Snap. A lot of the, like, big Nintendo games. Yeah. And then there's a few things over on the uh, PlayStation. I'm trying to remember. I, I should have just looked at my phone. I have a list. I'm excited for the new Resident Evil um i'll probably play that on the ps5 though so i don't know if i'll be getting to that this year but you know pretty much whatever like the big game is i'm at least gonna like glance and eye at it and be like huh maybe i should play that
0: mm. okay sounds cool there's uh, there's a lot of unique i
1: mean the the announcement of sort of games obviously slowed down
0: because of course pandemic and things like that we've heard that uh, many many times but uh, you know a lot of the the TV series stuffs, uh, you know, coming out. I heard of a Lord of the Rings game that's meant to be in a couple of years' time, and also a Hogwarts Legacy game, which is something for the PS5, which we're obviously gonna uh, make the Harry Potter fans obviously uh, get very excited with, with Yeah, that, that looked really cool. So we're heading on towards the end of the podcast. Uh, as we come up to our little hour limit, we've gone a little bit over the hour, so it's time for our uh, famous Q and A, and we are going to do that with you, uh, Mister Corey. So I'm going to ask you the questions I ask everybody else, but again, I'm. To the game in question, and that is, what is the most overrated video game of all time?
1: Oh man, mm. overrated. Let's see here. I almost want to say League of Legends. That's kind of like, oh yeah, the first yeah. Thing I can sort of, yeah, head. I
0: can see your point with that one. Yeah, I've never played it, but um, I feel like there's a lot of those kind of. What was the thing I saw the other day? Shadow Legends or something like that. Raid something, oh, Raid something like that. Yep. That kind of
1: mobile games a dime a dozen, yep.
0: Yeah, with that sort of there's that Warcraft thing but like everybody's doing it now and it's kind of like mm, cool but like you know do some, maybe that's like the thing like zombie games were the thing and I'm guessing now uh, Warcraft stuff's going to be uh be the new thing but whatever. With that on the flip side, what
1: is the most underrated video game of all time? Ooh, that's a thinker. Let me think. Something that I actually really love that I feel like no one talked that much about is a game way back in the day. It was only on the Xbox 360, and I believe you could play it on PC as well. It's called Shadowrun. And uh, this game, it, it kind of had, like, CSGO elements of, like, a buy menu. But uh, okay. the, the shooting, it was a first-person shooter, and the shooting in it kind of felt like a halo. Like, it was that more arcadey, like, it had, like, more about, like, precision shooting rather than, like, hit scan or something like that. And uh, it was actually pretty cool because you had, like, th- there was, like, different spells you can get. Like, it was almost giving, me like, an Overwatch-type vibe where you had, like, these different abilities that you could give your different characters. But you could actually pick them because it, it's not based on, like, a hero shooter. Hmm. Uh, and also something else that over or Shadowrun did before anyone else is it actually had cross-play, believe it or not. You could play with uh, people who had it on, it was for uh, games with Windows Live at the time. Right. But yeah, people on Xbox and people playing on PC could cross-play, which I thought was really cool.
0: Well, that sounds pretty good. I'll check that as well. I'm not, uh, not too familiar with it. Uh, now, we've done that. It's time for our uh, three specific questions, live well, questions that are different to each person that I've chose specifically uh, for you. And uh, let's get straight into it. So, first question What could you talk about for 45 minutes with absolutely no preparation?
1: I mean, we we almost got to it with. Well, <laughs> I was about to say we, we were doing it right Obvi- now. We're obviously, video games, <laughs> it's there, Yu Gi Oh!, you know, pretty much the stuff I listed, Smash. Yeah. Nintendo, that kind of stuff. If you had
0: admin privileges to your body, what would be the first things you would tweak?
1: Ooh. Uh, hmm. I, I definitely say adjust my sleep a little bit. I, I feel okay. like I could probably be using some more sleep and maybe uh, my productive. I guess I, I feel like I could always be doing a little bit more, but sometimes it's really hard to, like, motivate myself. Are you, are
0: you the kind of guy that puts an alarm on and goes, hmm, I'll snooze for 10 minutes and then 10 minutes come up and go, mm, I think I'll snooze for 10 minutes more and then it, it ends up being, like, 12 p.m. Uh,
1: not necessarily. I, I kind of just wake up and I'm, like, just awake uh that's actually my girlfriend who does the multiple <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe maybe it's the thing with women i, I always see it. it's like oh, i'm gonna put on a snooze. Oh, i'm gonna put on a like, ban the snooze button and get up uh yeah oh. <laughs> yeah for me when when i get up i'm i'll just i kind of determine what time it is i'm like ah should i get up now and it's like no but usually i'm like I, I try to like get up somewhat early so i'm like okay i can get some things done in the morning or i could even just play video games for an hour you know whatever
0: we're gonna get into a bit more of a unique societal a societal yeah societal we'll, we'll go with that word uh question and that is what is
1: a better alternative than prison oh okay that's interesting the the first thing that I thought of is maybe some sort of like just community service or community work so maybe mm. that's just you know Picking trash up off the ground or like changing public trash cans. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I don't know, just, like, thing, maybe things like that. Like, just cleaning up the community, so to say. Like, maybe it could even be, like, just washing, like, graffiti off walls or painting walls that have graffiti or just, like, renovating, like, local parks or something like that, you know?
0: I know that's a vague question. Community of, work, I guess. It's a vague question because we have people from the likes of robberies sort the freaking crazy psychotic serial killers kind of thing. So um, sure. we're going to get into a weird debate here in terms of if prison is for punishment or is prison for rehabilitation. So... You know, that's the big question on, on somewhere. I think the thing that always triggers my brain is when I think about people who are in solitary confinement, even for the worst possible um, crimes, I'm thinking to myself, well, does that really help? Because anything that's going to make you go absolutely nuts, even on someone you can honestly think of, and that's to anybody out there who thinks of the worst possible criminal they can possibly think of in uh, in ever. And I think if something like, you know, that a judge sentencing someone for a term in prison so 10 15 years then if the person can't get their life right they can be incarcerated for the remainder of their sentence so you know currently if a person gets say five years of probation instead of five years of prison then messes up after four years they have to serve five prison five years of prison again so that creates that idea of you know they really only have to complete the sentence so you know doing it with probation is, is basically what i'm saying so With probation, you would allow them to continue to work and pay fines, restitution, take care of families. But by putting people in prison, you know, it damages their families. You create this need for more welfare. And a person in prison can't necessarily make money for, you know, restitution purposes. Um, Plus, you know, an ex felon just out of prison has a very difficult time finding housing, employment, things like that. So make more crimes punishable by probation. And only serious crimes as a prison sentence, in terms of because you know, we could have this big old conversation about you know the war on drugs and sending people away for 25 years for you know, you know, marijuana and cocaine and all those kind of things. Oh, yeah, so, thinking oh, about yeah. not that you know, drug uh, distribution is wrong, but I'm just thinking, you know, it does just, just feel like a waste of time for that in terms of eh. You know, and and people obviously, and I know you have got it more based off in America now, with death penalties being very, uh, very much based in certain states, and of course we we don't have it, we, we we abolished it for a good you know sixty years. So you know, there's a whole uh, debate about that. I don't know why I just went off on a tangent there because that was your question, not mine. So I don't know why I just went. <laughs> see, this is the thing. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of uh, criminology. You see. That's what I'm studying in my uh, college course. That's why I'm a bit of a crazy uh, person to talk about it. So you talk to me about the old criminology, man. I'll be here for days. That's something that I could talk about for uh, for 45 minutes without any preparation for it. Now, because I kind of ruined your question, I feel like I should uh, give you a different question as your last question. And uh, I think uh, we'll, we'll do this one. A good old question. So if you were in charge of IMDb, which is, of course, the, uh, the, the owned by Amazon to talk about uh, you know, favorite films, TV shows, what would you, Corey, what three top movies would you put at the top, your top three movies that you put on uh, IMDb?
1: I want to say District 9, The Dark Knight, and Pulp Fiction.
0: Okay, that uh, is kind of a unique... Why, why those three? Tell me sort of individually why each individual, uh,
1: each individual one. Uh, well, for District 9, I, I feel like it's probably my favorite like sci-fi type movie. I, I feel like they did a really unique taste take on... Uh, for those of you who don't know what the movie's about, it, it's kind of like this big old like UFO-type spaceship just lands over, I think it's like South Africa or something like that. And basically these like alien species just kind of come out of there. And they're almost like these big humanoid, like roach type people. And they really don't mean us any harm. Like it's not like they're trying to evade, invade this planet or anything. It's kind of just like, oh, their spaceship is actually just like stuck. They can't like get off of the planet. So they kind of just have to live here now and kind of like incorporate into society. Um, But it it was just really cool how it was done. I like the cinematography as well as the story. It has a lot of cool like takes on like alien like technology and weaponry. It's really interesting to me. Uh, the character the main character itself this kind of gets into spoilers of the movie, but he he basically gets like sprayed with this chemical and kind of transforms into one of these alien species. and mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of fascinating watching him like go through this process his like family doesn't even really know where he went. So they're also trying to like hunt him down, but he has to kind of like hide himself. Cause it's like not, a, he's like his whole body is transforming into one of these uh, creatures. And it, it's really well done. It's a lot of like uh, practical effects too. Not that many uh, special effects, which I appreciate. Well, um, sorry, go on, continue. I was just going to talk about my, the other two movies. Yeah. So, sorry, so, I, briefly. I,
0: no, no, I cut, I cut you off there. So uh, do continue.
1: It, I mean, it's mostly like the same kind of reasons, though. Like for the Dark Knight, same thing. Like I love the story of the movie as well as like all the actors did a great job. The cinematography, the the soundtrack. I mm-hmm. personally, that's probably one of my favorite like superhero movies. I, I I would say I like the Marvel films overall more than DC films, but mm-hmm. I just really liked the the Dark Knight and that whole like Dark Knight trilogy. I thought that was really well done. Uh, and then as for what was the other movie, Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. I, I just think that's that was a really well movie. Like there, there's sometimes I watch movies and like, I, I only seen them once in my whole life, but it just sticks with me. And it's like, I can just remember the whole movie in my head. And that's how I kind of rate how well a movie is. If I can just remember like the whole movie and think how well it was shot. Mm -hmm. And again, like just the different shots, the way the story is put together, it's kind of like, you can always like watch it again and notice like new parts that the acting is all done really well, you know? I just also really enjoyed that movie. Well, Corey, it's been a true pleasure talking to you today,
0: having a good old conversation about video games, what I'd love to do. Likewise, yeah. What I'd like to play, I'd like to have a little conversation. If you're looking to check out more of Game Bro Corey's stuff, well, I've got a list of things for you. You can catch him on the Twitch, the Twitch machine. Uh, twitch.tv slash corey. That is spelled G-A-M-E-B-R-O-C-O-R-E-Y. You can also catch him on Twitter, at Corey. You can also catch him on YouTube, where he does go by a slightly different name, but that's from the, uh, the old YouTuber ones, which is... Uh, I did have it here, now I've lost it. Well, that's good, isn't it? That's a good start. Uh, corey, C-O-R-E-Y-S-L-A-Y-R-13. And very, very lastly, you can catch him on Instagram, at uh, Game Bro Corey once again. I mean, I think I've just put you over uh, a big time, Corey. I think I've said everything. You got a, you got a Tinder. You want to throw out there as well?
1: <laughs> I have a girlfriend. I'm oh, probably going to go to her very soon. <laughs> so no. <laughs> uh, you
0: can also check out the Level with Me podcast, which is uh, something of that him, uh, Corey, and his friend uh, Mike. Is it Mike? Yep, it's I'm Mike. Right, Mike. Uh, for some reason, I had the name. Uh, Sean in my head for some reason, but maybe because I know too many Sean's. Uh, Level with Me podcast is available on Apple Podcasts. It's also available on Listen Notes, and it's also available on Google Podcasts as well. Is there anything else you'd like to promote? Since I uh, just basically listed off your biography, Corey. No, nah, I think you pretty much nailed it. You got you got them all. All right, well, that is the end of the podcast. Uh, Game Bro, Corey is going to be uh, heading on down the road. What are you going to be playing uh, as, as we as we come off this podcast? You're going to be playing a little bit of a. Uh, a little bit of League of Legends. A little bit of uh, Arc Legends, Raid Legends. Whatever the damn name the thing's called.
1: Uh it's probably going to play some Roblox. Yeah. Oh. Oh, just keep it simple. Keep it simple.
0: Well, from Game Bro Cory, from me, the Jamco, we're heading on down the road. We'll catch you next time, next week, for another edition of the Jamco Talks podcast. But from me and Corey, it's stay safe and be good to one another.
1: See you soon. Take it easy, guys. The FWZ Talk Podcast is available on
0: all streaming platforms including Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Check out all things FWZ on the FWZ Collection Channel.